Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to this episode of Not Committed. I am your host, Zach Barry. It has been a minute since we have done an episode. Uh, we have been busy over at Talk of Champions doing some recruiting podcasts over there. Uh, this is going to be more of a uh, more specialized, um, you know, kind of podcast where we do some interviews with, uh, you know, analysts and um, national writers, national uh, scouts and then maybe some prospects and some signees here and there. Um, so not as often as we did initially um, back in the day, but uh, today we are joined by Charles Power, the director of scouting and rankings at On3. He was uh, down in Mobile at the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game last week. He was there for practices, and uh, I believe you were there for the game. I'm not sure, but Charles, welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me. Uh, actually, yeah, so I was I was not there for the game. I watched the game online, um, but I, I went to the first three practices. Uh, the first practice was Tuesday night, and uh, there, there was a two-a-day on Wednesday. So um, I got to see both teams twice, um, you know, for several hours, which was, which was good and kind of gave, gave me a, a, an interesting kind of up-close and person look at a lot of the – top prospects really in the Southeast, um, if not the country. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. And a, a lot of old Miss guys to talk about. So yeah, it was fun. So we might as well get it out of the way. Um, probably the one that most Ole Miss fans want to hear about. Suntarian Perkins was there, mm-hmm. um, had a great game, great week of practice from, um, everything I saw from, uh, mm-hmm. your analysis and from others on Sunday night, he put out a tweet, basically reaffirming his commitment to Ole Miss. Um, Nick Saban and Alabama have been pushing for about a year, maybe a little bit longer, trying to flip him. Um, but it seems like for now that uh, Perkins is going to stick with Ole Miss. But um, we won't get into that here, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on him, seeing him in person and practice and, you know, in individual mm-hmm. drills and then in the game. Yeah, this is my first time seeing Centarian uh, in person. Um, you know, obviously, if – kept track of him throughout his high school career, watched, you know, I watched the state championship game, which was phenomenal, like historic individual performance. Um, and uh, yes, this is my first time getting to see him in person and he, he really impressed. Um, I, I think first off, you know, he's, he's going to have to continue adding weight. Like I think he's probably running a little lighter coming out of the season. I guess I would probably put him in like, you know, the, 205 range um but uh i think just the, the frame and the length immediately pops out he has uh you know just just a, a really ideal linebacker build uh it's just a really fluid natural athlete moving around so he immediately like it, it's, it's one of those like there's a handful of prospects 
uh, you know, at, at seemingly most of these all-star games you go to, but this is the case out there in Mobile as well, is you kind of, you walk into the field and you just immediately notice them. And he, you know, he was one of the guys like that on um, the Mississippi team. Uh, and so in, in watching him move around, like I said, just very fluid, effortless. Um, I think the length for sure st- stood out. Arm length is something that's important. Um you know, to us when, when we're evaluating a lot of positions and linebackers, one of those. So I think he is uh, really had kind of how you want to draw him up physically. And I think he's going to you know, continue to add good weight and, and get to, uh, you know, his, his max size um, after, you know, a little time in a, you know, high quality strength program, but, um, you know, just watching in, in like, so, so just off the off the hoof, like he was really impressive. And then I think what really kicks it into another gear when you're watching Perkins is just when things go live, how many plays he makes, and just the instincts, the physicality, um, I, the versatility. Like they went uh, on, on Tuesday night, they went they went live in like an 11, 11 on eleven work, kind of towards the end of the practice. And uh, the first play, he gets uh, a sack. The second play, the, maybe the second or third play, he gets a tackle for a loss. And then they put him out um, in, into the slot, and he's covering a receiver downfield. So that just kind of shows you just the breadth of skills he has and, and the ability. And then, and he was, I, I, to, to build on that, he was super impressive in the game. Like his showing in the game was phenomenal, I thought, with just his range, um, how he, track down several plays down like running sideline to sideline um you know i really couldn't have been much more impressed with how he played uh on saturday in the game so he's a guy who just shows up you know seemingly in all all settings it, it was nice to see him he's a guy who really hadn't been to many camps or hadn't you know been in on in like a lot of neutral situations so it was great to see him alongside all these other top prospects just to kind of get a better indication of kind of where he stacks up um, and, and, you know, we'll see, I think we, I think he's supposed to be at the Under Armour, um, all American game, uh, later in January. So we'll get to see him alongside a lot of the, all the other top linebackers, but just a really, really impressive performance and everything about him. I said this on our, on our, um, inside scoop YouTube show, uh, earlier this morning, but everything about him just kind of screamed top prospect. And I think he looks like one of the top linebackers in the country for sure. So, um, you know, that's for Ole Miss to hold on to him, um, you know, after that push from Alabama, uh, it's got to be like, you have to be really through Ole Miss fan, especially considering how he looked and just the, the caliber of prospect he is. You you mentioned the weight and how he was a little bit lighter, probably coming out of season. Um, he can obviously has the frame to add some good mm-hmm. weight. Um, we had kind of toyed around with some, some comps um, on our show. And, you know, I kind of jokingly said that um, it's almost like, Tony Connor, who Ole Miss fans remember, um, and Harold Perkins had a baby. Um, now Perkins yeah. is a little bit thicker, but you mentioned the versatility and just how he just makes plays everywhere at every level. Um, and I kind of mm-hmm. get a sense of both of those games where Tony Connor was a guy that could really, you know, he was really active at the line of scrimmage, but could cover guys in space. And then obviously Perkins is someone that just had a monster freshman year coming off the edge and just being so mm-hmm. disruptive. Um, you know, he's got a ways to go before he can get up to that 220, 225 range where Perkins is at. But is that kind of track with what you saw? Yeah, I think I have to go back and kind of like really look at 
um, you know, some of these, some of these linebackers over the years to get like a, a good, a good comparison. I think that's one thing where I'm going to be working on here in a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think he could have that kind of like, you know, Harold Perkins was one of the best, was one of the best players in the SEC period, regardless of class. So, you know, it, it, it's difficult yeah. to, to kind of project that onto Suntarian, but um, you know, I, I think he could, he could bring a similar added value in terms of just the pass rush ability um, off the edge. But, but honestly, like, I mean, he's, he is a little um, like longer than, than Harold Perkins at the same, like, I mean, Harold Perkins, like Centurion Perkins, I think has a bigger, has a naturally bigger frame than, than Harold does. Um, so, uh, so I, I think, you know, there, there are, there, there are some similarities, but, you know, based off what Centurion showed, I mean, he might be like a little more um, further along as a, as a guy in space. I mean, Harold Perkins really primarily for LSU uh, was, was mainly kind of uh, a blitzer and, and pass rusher this year. Um, I could see some Terry and playing more in space. A lot of this kind of just depends on how to like how quickly you pick up the defense and and being kind of an every down linebacker. I mean, it's, it's not an easy position to to come in and play as a freshman in the SEC. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he's I, I thought he showed a pretty complete um, a pretty complete skill set. And one thing I think that makes him a little unique among linebacker prospects is just the length. I mean, he has very long arms. I think they're close to, you know, 34 inches. And it's he's one of the longer linebackers really in the country in 2023. So um, so that's that combined with all of his just football player skill set and, and um, ability, I think makes him a pretty unique prospect. And two, I mean, one thing too is, you know, Harold Perkins was like this um, as well. Like, linebackers who play a lot of running back tend to hit at a pretty high rate because it just shows your athletic ability, playmaking ability. Um, if you're really that good of an athlete at the high school level and you kind of have that that build and physicality, a lot of times you're going to be playing running back. So I think for Centarian Perkins to be such a prolific running back at the high school level while also playing linebacker, never, never really never leaving the field. I mean, I don't, I don't hold it against him at all that he's a little thinner um, and, and he's like he's like he's like lean in a good way. Like I I, I do not mean that at a knock as a knock at all. Um, but this is a guy who like literally never came off the field for for Raleigh. So um, I yeah, I think he I think he'll have I don't see, you know forecast him having trouble adding weight. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's going to be fun. I'm actually kind of looking forward to you know trying to find a, a good comparison for him because I, I think he's. Uh, you know, a little unique in, in his skills and his, his body type. So, in, in, but in a good way. So last thing so, on Perkins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's got a lot going for him for sure. Yeah. Uh, last thing on him before we get to the other two commits that were there. Um, do you think that he did enough to maybe get into the conversation for a fifth star? Or do you think it'll probably wait until after the Under Armour game? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is is really seeing how he stacks up with the other linebackers. It's probably a little early to say that. Um, you know, some of that is contingent. Like we we really base a lot of this off of where you stack up within your position. Um, there's currently one linebacker five star right now, and that's Quay Russell from Alabama. He he's a, was initially rated as an edge prospect, and we moved into linebacker. He really kind of right now probably projects more as as off ball linebacker. But I, I think Perkins. I think it. I think it's safe. To to say he put himself, you know, kind of in the conversation, um, and, and we'll see. I, you know, as I think he 
based off what he showed late in his senior year and at Alabama, Mississippi, uh, I think he is in the mix at the top of the linebacker position. He's there's probably three to five of them right now. And, and we'll, we'll really see, we should see most, if not all of them um, at the national all-star games. And that'll allow us just a, a nice point of comparison for them. But I think, I think Perkins is for stock up Ross rankings perspective. Um, and I think it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to up. The question is just how much, and I think we'll have a better picture of that after the national all-star games. The other two commits that were there, um, Aiden Williams, the wide receiver from Ridgeland, and um, Jamarius Brown, the defensive lineman from Moss Point. Uh, let's 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 talk Brown first. Uh, he's a guy that's mm-hmm. rated pretty high um, on three consensus four star, but um, I think there's just not a lot of talk about him just because he committed early and there was really no drama and he kind of shut it down and then just played his senior season. Um, but you liked what you saw from him in Mobile. Um, where do you kind of see him as he gets to the next level? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, Jamarius Brown, over the course of the, the, the two Mississippi practices I watched, was the most disruptive defensive lineman on the team. Um, he's just really, really quick first step. Uh, has has a, a, a very nice swim move. Uh, he was – you know, penetrating and getting in the backfield. You know, add size. He's he's not he away from a size or stature perspective. I probably would put him at maybe about about six two. I don't know, maybe like 250, 260. Um, he's a guy who you know played running back for his high school. Kind of really played all over the field. Like I remember when I first when I first evaluated Jamarius Brown, he was playing linebacker. Um, so he's really kind of who has continued to kind of grow into that defensive line role. I, I project him as like, like an attacking three technique. Um, maybe might remind you a little bit of uh, J.J. Pegues, just kind of from you – know, I see will continue to add weight. and I think that's the kind of player, at least from a role perspective, that he could be. Um, I think he's going to need some time in, in the weight program and, and at the training table for sure. But just, just the quickness, um, the ability to disrupt, I think he – he moved at a little bit of a, of a different speed than, than most of the other Mississippi defensive linemen. So it was, it was a, a pretty solid showing, I thought, and kind of, you know, lived up to a, what, what we would expect from a player that's ranked like him. Yeah. Another guy, like you said, that played running back at the high school level, but mm-hmm. also played defensive line. I, that's, that's pretty scary to see somebody that big running the football. For sure. Um, last commit that we'll touch on, um, Another guy that's been relatively quiet. He shut things down, committed early. LSU was really pushing. Um, I know that he kind of shut that down, you know, quasi reaffirmed his commitment. I, I don't really expect any drama there. Ole Miss holds him in, in very high regard, and, and the staff loves him, and they've been recruiting him for a long time. But Aiden Williams, the wide receiver, I saw him in February at the Under Armour Next Camp, and – it was just effortless. It, it, everything looked easy. He looked, you know, not not as a slight, but, you know, it was kind of like he looked bored with how easy it was for him to get open, beat guys in one-on-one situations. Um, you had him up there in one of your top performers. Um, he's kind of, you know, kind of had a meteoric rise in the in the on-three rankings um, the last couple of months. What did you like from him? Yeah, I, I think Aiden Williams is, is is one of the more polished and uh, technical 
route runners in, that we've seen in the 2023 cycle. Um, just very advanced with his ability to read defensive backs. Um, he has a pretty diverse route tree. Uh, can, can do a can run a lot of different routes. I mean, all, sometimes you see receivers at the high school level and they're they're running a, just a couple of routes or kind of just living off of their athleticism. Um, and that's just not the case with Aiden Williams. He's guy can break you off uh, in in kind of the, the short intermediate area. He can do double moves to create separation. Uh, just just very uh, developed and and pretty far along as a route runner. And actually, you know, from watching these practices, you kind of pick up on little things just watching um watching uh these guys these players kind of between plays and he was even kind of helping the defensive backs at times kind of telling them hey look like when I go move my hands this way you need to do this and like he you can tell like he's definitely a, a student of the game and and is kind of tuned in to how to run routes and um, I think that that bodes pretty well for his chances to make an impact as a freshman um I, this is not a player who is going to need time to you know learn how to run certain you know routes or or just do certain things that Ole Miss is going to ask him to do so um I, I think he's one that uh you you could kind of earmark as as a potential freshman contributor um which which is you know obviously uh pr pretty big for you know a highly rated recruit so um yeah, and I, you know, he's. I think he was. He was. He was good in practice. I think uh, got to see him go one on one with Kelly Jones for multiple reps, kind of a best on best situation. They both kind of had their their wins, but that was that was really fun. Just kind of see them compete, um, and you know, kind of bring the best out of each other. And uh, he made a it, 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 during the game. It wasn't it wasn't a aired out affair. Like both defenses really had the advantages um, on Saturday, but he had a really nice catch. Uh, I think he was drew double coverage and kind of came back to the ball and, and elevated and showed good ball skills. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, Aiden Williams, I, I've seen him multiple times. This is a, a lot of other prospects at this game was my first time seeing them, but I've, I'm pretty familiar with him. Haven't seen him on the camp circuit um, multi, on multiple occasions. So wasn't surprised by what I saw, but it was still pretty impressive. I know it's hard and I'm putting you on the spot here and, Again, you know, there's there's context context and, and and nuance to these comps, and you know, it's it's not fun to compare someone to like, you know, somebody that's just mediocre. So obviously, we're gonna do some mm -hmm. some high, you know, high uh, high ceiling comps here. I have been trying to find one for Aiden Williams, and the other day it just kind of popped in my head, and I'm interested to hear what you think. I for me, a little bit of Jackson Smith and Jigba where just very smooth and just a guy just just gets open like just finds ways to get open he's not going to blow you away with top end speed but um i mean just that rose bowl from last year where just utah just could not do anything to stop him and mm -hmm. i don't know there's just something about watching their tape side by side and i just see a lot of similarities with just the the gliding in and out of breaks and and very yeah very effortless do you does he remind you of anyone i mean that's that's really not a bad one um um i i definitely see some similarities there as well i i think that's just from a um style and perspective standpoint that's probably a good a good place to start um yeah i uh 
evaluated Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba really closely in the 2020 cycle. So saw him a ton. Um, he's one of my favorite prospects in that class. Um, and I can definitely see, I definitely see some similarities. Um, so I think that's a pretty good one. I, I you know, there's, there's, there, there's a lot of players like that in the NFL. Um, they, they don't all like that, that have that similar, they don't always look like that in high school. So, um, you know, I had to, I'd have to pull up a list and, and look to, to really see if, if one of those guys reminded me of Aiden Williams, but I think Jackson, Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith, the Jigba as just from a stylistically, uh, I think is actually a pretty good comparison for sure. I mean, I think that's um, on the right track at the minimum. So, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor outdoor restaurant bar and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish. And they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysia fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, Charles Power here with you on Three's Director of Scouting and Rankings. All right, Charles, you mentioned him uh, a second ago when we were talking about Aiden Williams, but uh, Kelly Jones, the Mississippi State commit, a um, lot of buzz around him and Ole Miss right now. Uh, you mentioned he was going head-to-head with Aiden Williams. I, 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 I'm I, sure that Williams and uh, Santarian Perkins and Jamarius Brown were, were doing a little bit of recruiting while they were there, but he was kind of a guy that really stood out all week and uh, seems to be – kind of building himself up a, a nice little run up to uh signing day with kind of the buzz around his game after last week. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I had watched Kelly Jones and evaluated him going into the week, but yeah, I think seeing him in this context was, was definitely eye opening just for, for my experience going to these games, especially these, these regional all-star games, you'll always kind of have a handful or at least a couple prospects that, uh, just really kind of you see him in person and you're like, Oh wow. Like this guy really stands out. I I wasn't necessarily expecting that. And um, Kelly Jones was that guy for sure for me at at, at this game. Um, You know, just, just seeing him first off at Clarksdale, he played a lot of quarterback uh, was a very good, like rushing quarterback for, for Clarksdale played a lot of safety. He, He would play corner when they would play a team where they thought, you know, if he needed to go one on one with, with a, a dangerous receiver, but for the most part, he played, played a lot of safety. So uh, we actually had him ranked as a safety going into this week and we had changed his position to corner after seeing him play down there in mobile. Um, but the first thing that jumps out is I mean, he is tall and very long. Like he is, I'd put him at over six foot three, probably between six, three and six, four um, with very long arms. He has a, a unique build at corner and 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 moves very well at that size in terms of just the fluidity um you know kind of remind would remind you a little bit of the the corners that mississippi state has had the last couple of years with emmanuel forbes guys like that. they've had several of these tall six two plus corners with, with long arms and ball skills kelly jones is in that mold um but yeah like at practice the first practice on tuesday he made multiple plays in the ball I mean, he was breaking up a ton of passes that continued on Wednesday um, when they went to one-on-ones. I think he had two interceptions. One of them was against Aiden Williams. It's kind of like an underthrow. Uh, he came back and and came down with the pick. Um, they went back and forth. Aiden Williams got him on a pretty nasty uh, inside move that I tweeted, and they were very excited about. Um, and then uh, he had a great pass breakup on like a jump ball uh, in the corner of the end zone. So it was it was really really. Uh, you know, kind of interesting and uh, informative to see those two go go face head to head. And, um, you know, he was kind of going, like kind of chirping back and forth with the old Miss commits. I think they were, like, but in like a friendly way for sure. Um, and I think this is, you know, this is prior to him getting that old Miss offer. So I'm like, he appears to have a little bit of a, of a rapport um, with, with those old Miss commits there. So um, 
they were having they were having a good time out there um, competing. So, yeah, I mean, he's we we moved into a four star after um, after the the week and kind of just going through everything. Um, and I think just his his physical tools and the upside is is considerable uh, at corner. He's he's kind of get get pretty unique uh, physical gifts. So, and I think he's the one who when he concentrates on cor- uh, at playing corner. Uh, you're really gonna see him take off. He like get him some time in the weight room. Uh, you know, so, some some speed training. I think he's gonna like. There's just a lot of upside there, and I, I would not be surprised if you look up in a couple years and people are talking about you know just him as maybe a potential draft prospect and just just the upside. So, um, and, and given the ball skills as well, the ball skills and coordination, I think that probably comes a little bit from playing on offense. Um. You're combining that with with just the, the stature and length, I think, makes for a pretty exciting corner prospect. So not surprised that Ole Miss offered him. I mean, I, he looked like a no-brainer out there to me. It's just as a high upside prospect. So, um, yeah, he was that was an eye-opening performance for sure for them. Yeah, I I think there's a little bit of smoke to that to that offer there. I think uh, they're going to push and try to get that flip before next week. Um, last couple targets that were there, uh, two guys that are committed. Um, one for the Alabama team and then one on the uh, Mississippi squad. We'll go with the Alabama prospect first. Dakari Nelson, been committed to Penn State for a while. Ole Miss has continued to recruit him, and uh, they hosted him for an official visit. Uh, they're trying to get that flip done before next week. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get it done, um, but I know they're still working hard to uh, try to stay in that one, but – um, how did you think he uh, stacked up against the other guys in the secondary? Yeah, Dakari Nelson was the the biggest DB out there for Alabama. He was really impressive from a physical standpoint. A good like six three, one ninety five, long arms. Um, I, I I was pretty impressed with his just range and coverage. He was very good coming down, defending the run, defending the quick passing game. Um, just look, just look the part. I, I think playing safety, I, I wouldn't be. I mean, he he maybe is a guy who could ultimately grow into a linebacker, but he kind of has that big frame. Um, but but I, I thought he moved pretty fluidly as well. Um, this is a guy who had like seven interceptions, I think, as a senior, so he can make plays in the ball. Um, but yeah, I just you know, my first time seeing him in person, and uh, you know, liked what we saw, and I think he was in our top 10 performers um, from the two practices. So uh, yeah, that was a good, it was a good showing for, for Dakari Nelson. At, at this point, it's probably not Ole Miss related because I think he sticks with Oregon, but I'm interested mm-hmm. to get your take on Dante Dowdle just because of the, the look, the build, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously was a just ridiculously good high school running back. I know there are some out there that speculate he could, grow into a linebacker because of just the sheer size and the athleticism, but where do you think he ends up at the next level? And and do you think that he possibly could grow into a linebacker? I mean, I I think he, I think he could play a linebacker, but um, you know, I I think that that would be a little bit of a projection. I would, um, yeah, I would think he's a running back first at this point, based on what we've seen, just his production and, how, how good he is um, just running downhill. I think, you know, Dowdell is just a decisive runner. He's, he's, I think he's between the tackles, pounding 
big running back um, with the good initial burst. He probably isn't going to blow you away with the top end speed once he gets to the second level, but but I think it's good enough for sure. I mean, he ran an electronically timed four six, I believe, in the off season. Which, um, if you look at these forty times like I do, some people might think that's not very fast, but I mean, there are some there are some top DBs who are running the four sevens. Like it's just this is a uh, you know a very true 40 time um that is a laser start laser finish so to run to break four seven on that is a good time for uh especially for a six one plus 220 pound running back um yeah i I think you know just just the decisiveness downhill runner he's he can carry a high you know a high uh, volume of carries um of, of touches and so um you know in terms of the practice you know didn't that setting is not great always for evaluating running backs. Um, so we didn't like necessarily see like a ton from him, um, especially to like, I think it, it probably caters more to running backs who are you know, like pass catchers and kind of every down um, in space running back. Um, so like, for instance, like Jeremiah Cobb, the Auburn commit uh, for the Alabama team, we probably got to see him get a, like, more touches because he was just employed so much as a um safety valve receiving option for them in practice. So didn't get to see a ton from Dowdell, but I mean, that's just, it kind of, it was, it would just, what, what we did see was just a continuation of what we saw from, you know, him um, playing at, at, at picking you just the, the, the physicality between the tackles, decisive um, instinctual runner. He was, he was pretty tough and, and difficult to tackle. So um, that's kind of my breakdown on him, but, but yeah, I mean, he definitely had a, had a really good year, really good senior year and just a prolific prolific high school running back so podcast brought to you by protection unlimited incorporated the mid-south leader in commercial and residential alarm security wayne lowry and his team have been serving the greater memphis area and north mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today they offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365 you can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 
901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here, not committed, final segment here with Charles Power on Three's Director of Scouting and Rankings. All right, Charles, uh, just real quick, I wanted to get your take on this because I've had subscribers asking the questions, um, just people in general asking me as someone that covers recruiting, you know, what, uh, you know, Ole Miss in particular, you know, hey, what's the holdup? Like, why are they not, you know, getting anybody in the portal yet? Or, you know, what's what what what's taking them so long to get guys to visit? Um, I am of the opinion that with the, just, I mean, kick the wall down, you know, Kool-Aid man emergence of NIL now. Um, I feel like this cycle compared to last cycle in the portal is going to be just much more of a negotiation and, you know, Hey, I like your school, but I also want to talk NIL and I want to, I want to sit down and and discuss parameters there. Um, And I know there's going to be some other schools that they're just going to already have their guys picked out and go get them. Um, But do you think that that, kind of tracks with how you sense it's going so far with just how just the literal wild, wild west that it is. I, I would be surprised if it, if it kind of veers in that direction. Um, and that's, you know, I think we've seen that with, with high school recruiting. So I think it's logical to you know, presume or project that, that the portal will go that way as well. And I think typically when you look at prospects who are older, um, the, uh, their recruitments can come a little more transactional, transactional, um, especially once they maybe have uh, established value at the college level. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think, I think, you know, it, it, I think this, this portal cycle is still pretty, it's kind of in its infancy. Um, I mean, we had last Monday, all those players uh, announced, and I think they're continuing to trickle in. Like we've had, quarterbacks today jump in the portal so um i don't think it's done yet so it's and we we, there hasn't been a ton of commitments there's been some but not um not a high number so i think they're starting to visit and kind of get out and get on campuses and and whatnot so i think we'll see more of that over the course of the next month or so um because a lot of these guys i'm I'm assuming want to get enrolled for the spring semester um so i think it'll it'll continue to ramp up but um i would not be surprised if that's the case at all um but i think the the portal is such a uh it, it's such a new thing and and really I, I think we're still kind of trying to figure out exactly like like i think everybody's trying to figure out exactly how is this gonna go so um it, it seems to be a, a little bit of a daily adventure for the most part so um <laughs> You know, I'm interested to see how it plays out, but uh, I would not be surprised if it if it becomes a little more nil based for sure. Yeah, I I would probably venture to guess that it's going to really pick up next week after mm-hmm. sign after signing day on Wednesday. I think you're going to see a lot of staffs really get after it to where basically, and this is my opinion. I, I think maybe that gap between you know the 21st going into January, getting close to February, um, you know, unless there are some staffs out there that are still really pushing for high school guys. I think that's when you're going to see like the first couple weeks of January is when they're going to be some big time transfer portal 
additions all over the country because guys are going to, you know, wait till after the holidays and start taking some official visits. And like you said, trying to get enrolled because there's, you know, mm-hmm. deadlines all over the place of, hey, you got to be here by this time to be in class or you're not going to be in the spring semester. Yeah. And then, I mean, then you have to factor in bowl games and there's going to be head yeah. coach and assistant coaching movement. So there's a lot of moving parts here. Like it feels like this, this schedule, um, like it, it really is all com- pretty compressed. I mean, you think about, you think about really Thanksgiving up until the early signing period, that month or so you have coaching changes, uh, the portal period opens, official visits, early signing period. Like it, it's all really compressed. So there's just a lot to go on. So I would, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I would expect the portal since the, since the portal is not really beholden to that, uh, that calendar, like the early signing period, I think you'll see a lot of that uh, flesh out, you yeah. know, kind of after I, I would think, I mean, after early signing period and then bowl games, like I think you might have some players that play in a bowl game. They want to play in a bowl game and then go in the portal. I'm sure there are going to be some like that. So yeah. Um, especially like, like you would think like quarterbacks too, you know? Um, so uh, yeah. So I think that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how that, how that works out. All right. He's Charles Power on three's director of scouting and rankings. This has been not committed. Thanks to Charles for joining. Thanks to the listener for tuning in. And of course, as always, thanks to the sponsors for making this show possible. Charles, again, appreciate you. I know you're uh, (laughs) incredibly busy this time of year, but uh, we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.